Welcome to the show. My name is James Nielsen Watt, and in this show, we interview interesting, inspiring, and successful people so you can learn the secrets to success and can play the game of life, business, health, and happiness better. And the philosophy we take here is if I'm leveling up my game, you get to level up yours as well. So get ready to listen to some inspiring people who have figured out how to have success in all areas of life, health, happiness, wealth, business. We're gonna be interviewing them in this show so that you can learn the secrets to success that they share with practical advice that you can take and use today. So if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, please leave us a review, and please share it with your friends because if I can help you and you can help others, then we can help more people together and we can all level up our game together. In this episode, we're talking with Evan Carmichael. Evan runs one of the most successful YouTube channels for entrepreneurs with over 2.9 million subscribers, which distills the mindset and skill sets needed for success from the world's top performers in sport, business, and entertainment, from Steve Jobs to Michael Jordan and Warren Buffett to Walt Disney. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people, and Ed Millett called him the modern-day Napoleon Hill. At 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising $500,000 to $15 million. And Evan wants to solve the world's biggest problem, the problem that people don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social media talents and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers that you need to know. Evan spent five years getting to just 7,000 subscribers, but in the last six years, that's grown to a staggering 2.9 million. So how did he get there and what has he learned along the way? And that's going to be the point of today's show. Welcome to the show, Evan. Super excited to have you on. Um, I know our audience is going to get so much value from today. I've been following you for a little bit and I've definitely dived a lot deeper into your content uh, since finding out that you were going to have you on the show. And I think that you've got some really interesting strategies. As health professionals, as experts, we're always looking at how do we get more people to see what we're doing? How do we get more people to know that we exist? Uh, and I think what you're doing is amazing. And Gary V kind of summarized it really well, which is where you're DJing people's content. So talk me through what got you to this point and what made you think, hey, I'm going to take stuff that people love to see. And if I'm getting your strategy wrong, by the way, uh, help me with this. But what I've seen it is I'm taking people's content that works amazingly and I'm putting my spin on it for my audience and making it work in my favor uh, to go viral. Yeah. And hey, thanks for having me on. It's, it's good, to, good to be here and share some learnings, hopefully with your audience. I think ultimately your purpose comes from your pain, right? So I think whatever you struggle the most most with as a human is what you want to help other people with. And for me, it was starting my first business and I struggled a ton. And the thing that helped me get through it was modeling success. So I looked at Bill Gates, how he started Microsoft, applied that to my company, started seeing some results, eventually sold my business and got out and got acquired. And that idea of, hey, if I haven't done it, don't panic, don't freak out. Don't say I suck and I don't have the skills or the family or the education or the money or the resources or whatever. Somebody's done it and I can learn from them. And so I started making videos to try to show people other people's journeys to say, mm -hmm. hey, you may not have done it or maybe your family isn't in entrepreneurship or whatever, but you can learn from the people who have and that can fast track your path to growth. So that started the YouTube channel April 2009 and uh, here we are today. 
Now, most of us don't experience a linear growth with things. It's always we're putting in the work and we're tracking our lead indicators and the lag indicators come later. For you, when did kind of success, so to speak, with the, the YouTube, with being known in that sort of space really start to pick up? So it took me five years to get the 7,000 subscribers. So from 2009 to 2014, five years, 7,000 subscribers. It took, uh, took a while to get there. And then from the next five years, from 7,000 to 2 million subscribers. And there's a whole bunch of things that happened in there. One was YouTube was a little different of a game. You know, Right now, if you're getting started in thought leadership and you've got your show here, it's great. It could do very well. When I was getting started, nobody was making long-form educational content. It wasn't what YouTube mm-hmm. was all about. And I wasn't smart enough to predict like, I know where YouTube's going to go. I'm just going to get in early. It was really just, it was the only place to share video content. So YouTube evolved and changed to become an education platform as well as entertainment. But um, I got better too. <laughs> yeah. you know, I was, I'm shy, I'm introverted. I'm not a, a big entertaining personality. And it took me a while to get comfortable in front of the camera and put in a lot of reps too. So uh, I think people can get there a lot faster. But for me, it took took quite a number of years to get here. Did you always, in terms of how much it was your content being recorded and what you thought and, and felt versus using the modeling example of someone else's message, like a lot of videos I, I watch of yours are really inspirational when it's a, it's a catalog, if you will, of uh, people talking about a particular topic. With your content, was it more that at the start or more of your own stuff? Did you add your own stuff more and later? How did that work? It's a mix. Uh, I think as you start anything, you try a whole bunch of stuff and you see what works and you also see what you like doing. And it was in that combination that I finally found something that worked and I like doing. The first mashup that I did was on Kanye West. Like my first top 10 rules of success kind of video was on Kanye West. And that was, um, that was never intended to be some big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, named Mark, who, who's one of my closest friends still today, made this blog post that criticized Kanye West. And I said, hey, you can, you can slam him if you want, but you should learn from him. Like Instead of crit- critiquing him, learn from him because he can teach you a lot. Even if you don't have ambitions to be you know, Kanye West, you can still learn a lot from his success. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to make a top 10 rules of success video on Kanye West just for my friend Mark. And I had other things to do that day, but I threw it away just to make this video for Mark. Again, I'm, I wasn't smart enough to say, I know this is going to be some giant thing for me. It was really just a one-off video for Mark. And we put up the video and, and people liked it. And they said, hey, can you do Jeff Bezos? Can you do Jay-Z? Can you do whoever? Mm. And like, all right. I, this, I mean, it's fun. I enjoy it. And there's interest. And um, we started doing once a week. And then we got more suggestions. So then it became twice a week. And then... We got to the point where there were over 2,000 different requests for, hey, can you do this person, this person, this subject? Mm. And then decided, okay, I guess let's go daily on it. You know, mm. I, I thought one a week, maybe that's 50 people a year or 52 people a year. So it, it, it evolved out of, again, what, what the market was saying they cared about and also what was fun for me to actually make. Yeah. And so obviously you realized that there was a, there was a formula almost, right? There was a way of doing that that worked better than another way. And did you realize that, hey, I'm actually getting a lot of views and I'm, I'm building a lot of an audience. And so people are starting to see more of the stuff that maybe I want them to see and not just 
the motivational sort of stuff or has it always kind of been leaning towards that? So I suppose my question is, is it more of a focus on what they want drip feeding in what we want or what we want drip feeding in what they want? I think the key is it's in that combination, right? It's not one or the other, it's both. And that's where you mm. win. If you're trying to sell a product and they see, you know, some click funnel stuff on your on your background there, right? If you're if you're selling a product, it's it's something that if you love your product, but there's no market for it, then you've just got this hobby that you like doing for yourself. And that could be a, a fun, fulfilling hobby, but it's not a business unless there's demand for it. Mm. But if you go into a market where there's hot demand, but you don't care about it, you're probably going to lose because you're going up against people who love doing that thing. And so it's mm. in that intersection of what you love doing with what there's actually demand for that you can create products, services, videos, etc. Yeah. I've seen uh, through your website and, and your videos, you've got a lot of an incredible uh, influential guests, uh, Seth Godin, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Gary Vaynerchuk. At what point did you start getting either interest from them to come on your show or where you started reaching out to them and they started to say yes? I think it's, it's an evolution, right? So you don't go from no guest to Tony Robbins. You go from, from your friend to somebody else. to some, you, my, uh, a, a former mentor of mine used to call it pulling sweaters. Like you're pulling the sweater of the person ahead of you to get to the, to the next person, to the next person, to the next person. Mm. So... I don't remember the path to get to, you know, Tony Robbins is probably the biggest first name that I got when I interviewed him a number of years ago. And then when you get him, it's easier to get, oh, well, now we got Grant and Gary and mm. uh, inside the world of entrepreneurship. And now we're branching out, you know, two weeks ago, I had Matthew McConaughey on yesterday, mm. I interviewed Deepak Chopra. Uh, so outside of my normal world of kind of hardcore entrepreneurship uh, into spiritual stuff and other stuff that I'm not as, uh, versed in or familiar with. So it's fun kind of stretching the comfort zones there too. So you just, you, you hack your way up. I think if I'm, if I'm you, for example, and I want to get to somebody, I think it's a lot easier now than it ever used to be. Mm. If you wanted to get to Grant Cardone, for example, the easiest way to do it is one, you pay attention to what is he promoting right now? Mm. As of right now, he's promoting his 10x event and undercover billionaire, and that's he's, that's what he's in promotion mode for. But what I would then do is look at who is Grant following on Instagram. If you're looking at like tactical hacks that people can take from this episode, rewind this part, bookmark it, and save it so you can use it because this will help. Who is Grant Cardone following on Instagram? He's followed by millions of people, but who is he following? And it's a much, much, much smaller number. Some of those people who he is following will be even more difficult to get. Like maybe he's following The Rock. So great. The Rock is going to be harder to get on your show than, than Grant Cardone. But there's a lot of people that he's following that would actually be super easy to get on your show. Mm. And so the play becomes, okay, I, I want to get the Grant. That's my end game. So I'm going to go and find everybody who he's following who is accessible to me. And I'm going to DM them and say, hey, I'd love to have you on my show. We talk about XYZ, Right. Then what you do is when you have a couple of those people, you message Grant to say, hey, Grant, we've had these people on our show. We'd love to have you. And those are all people that he recognizes, mm. right? So it means something. So uh, Grant follows me. So Evan Carmichael means something to Grant. Evan Carmichael means nothing to a whole bunch of people. It means nothing to The Rock. Say I had Evan mm. Carmichael on, it doesn't mean anything to The Rock, probably, unless he watches videos too, maybe. But it means something to Grant. And so if you've got all his friends on, it's much easier for him to say yes. 
Uh, and then that you use Grant's team to go pull the next sweater to get ahead of the line. Yeah, I, I love that. And and I've noticed that with with this show, obviously, um, right now the show isn't uh, necessarily massive, uh, although my intention is obviously I, I love doing this. I want more people to hear it and see it. And I think there's loads of value and I'm passionate about it. So I'm, I'm rocking with it anyway. And just the fact of having this opportunity to talk to people like yourself has is, is been incredible, but has only come from the fact that I started to do it. And when we start, we start with getting people that are accessible. And then, as you said, I love that analogy, pulling on the sweater. Um, And I've always thought about it like that. I thought, I would love to have, who would I love to have a conversation with? And how do I, uh, I didn't use the pull the sweater analogy, but how do I, you know, move my way up to be in a place where they are accessible? And I think that's powerful because people have audiences. And if we want to grow ours, we need to tap into theirs sometimes, but we've got to be providing value um, for them. And that definitely helps us get seen. And there's a lot of experts who are listening to this that are really good at what they do, but they're just finding people to be able to see that message uh, is a struggle. Now with your with your content creation, and, and I'm probably going to butcher this and I apologize. I've been trying to figure it out. Um, you talk sort of, or I've at least heard about sort of a pyramid of influence. You talk about dreamers, believers, et cetera. Can you break that down a little bit for us? I think that's incredible. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's something new that I'm still... I don't even know where you found that because have I made a video on that one? I'm not sure. I might have deconstructed it, but I've noticed that you're who you're looking at influencing. I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine, and we're talking about sort of what you're doing and, and breaking it down. Okay. So this is still the model that I'm very much working through at the moment right now. So it's uh, kudos to you and your teams for you know, doing the homework to, to dig that up because Nobody's asking about that yet. I think at the very beginning, if you look at the spectrum of personal development, the, the framework that I'm creating right now is the step one or stage one or the, the, what we can call the haters. And these are people who they don't necessarily hate you. They hate themselves. And mm. they, have, they have tried things. They tried their own business. They tried click funnels, and it doesn't work for them. And you know they quit for a whole bunch of reasons. But now because they quit, they can't have anybody else around them win. Mm. Because what does that say about them, right? And so mm. they're they're in this really negative zone. I think that's most of the world, to be honest. Most of the world are in the no business. I can't win. I can't do it. I can't start a podcast. I, I can't launch my own product. I can't create a funnel. They're just stuck in no. Uh, that's most of the world. The next step is the wannabes. And the wannabes are a lot of my audience, a lot of your audience, or the people who are listening, are paying attention, are watching, subscribe to a show like this, watch my content, subscribe to my channel, and they they get motivated, but they don't do enough. And you have to recognize that watching the video alone isn't enough. Going to an event isn't enough. Reading a book isn't enough. Compared to who is around you, you're doing a lot more. You're encouraging, you're positive, you're optimistic, you're guiding people, you're giving them book recommendations, but it doesn't actually count until you start doing something with it. You have to make your first podcast. You have to make your first YouTube video. You have to create your first funnel and get something going. Where a lot of people are stuck in that wannabe phase of being able to talk a good game and and having the dreams and aspirations of wanting to have whatever is on their vision board or dream board, but they don't they don't take any action. They don't do enough. Uh, so unfortunately, a lot of people are in that zone of starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting mm. and stopping. And that's where I think a lot of a lot of the audience who are, who's watching something like this, where they're stuck. You're not. You don't hate life. You're you're very hopeful for life, but you're not doing enough consistent action. Uh, then you get to the achievers, and the achievers are the people who are taking action, who are 
facing their fears, who are taking on the difficult things that in their head they say they can't do. It doesn't count until it's hard, right? Whatever you're going to do, start your show, launch a funnel, there's going to be these moments that are really hard. And and what do you do? Do you back down? Because if you only do it when it's easy, you're going to stay stuck. And then the last step of the high achievers, and those are the people who consistently do it when it's hard. Like every Mm. time it's hard, I show up. It's hard, I show up. It's hard, I show up, right? I made videos through breaking my neck, right? I broke my neck on my tour in 2019 and I still every day was making videos, right? They may not have been the best videos. They would have been my most eloquent videos, but I was still in front of the camera making videos. And that's the difference is you still show up. Um, So my goal is to move as many people as possible from the beginning to, to get to the end. And I think that's where a lot of people in personal development fall down is because they're mostly targeting the wannabes, the mm. people who already know they have a dream, but they're not sure how to do it. And they need help getting started. Where well, I want to go earlier. I want to target the haters. Mm. I want to target the people who, who don't think it's even possible in, and slowly ship them. With that in mind, it changes how you market yourself. So if you look at my website, I looked at my contemporaries. I looked at the people we've worked with like Tony Robbins and, and those guys. And you go to their homepage, what do you see? You see people jumping on stage. You see like thousand people bouncing and having a great time. And if you are a wannabe or achiever, a high achiever, you love that. It's like, yeah, I want to go to that. That's a rock concert for entrepreneurs. Let's go. But if you're a hater, you look at that and say, that's a cult. Mm. I don't want anything yeah. to do with that. So I shifted my site to be designed to try to target the haters to try to shift as many of them as possible to move down the person development spectrum. So that's a new model I'm working through. Um, more will come out, you know, in the future. So we, we got a scoop here on, on, uh, on James's show. I love it. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you sharing that. Do you find that it's attracting more haters to you or is it, do you find that it's actually spurring more conversation that, that leads in the positive direction? If you were to look at what you're doing and, and how it relates to that model. Yeah, and and even haters, like I, I probably have to find a different word for it because I'm not I'm not trying to attract haters in a negative sense mm. of being controversial and saying, look at me and like flashing money and whatever, which you know is going to be controversial and get a lot of the, the criticism. I'm trying to bring it from a more empathetic place. I'm trying to say, hey, I I I've sucked. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. It took me mm. five years to get seven thousand subscribers. You know, I have all these problems and still do. I'm still nervous. Yesterday, I did an interview with Deepak Chopra and I'm nervous. And I made a video of me being nine minutes before showtime saying, I'm freaking out. My heart's beating like crazy. I'm nine minutes of showtime with Deepak. Okay, let's go. Right? Mm. Like that kind of stuff to show the humanness behind it. So I've, I've started to attract the right people, but also hopefully shift them in a loving, empathetic way forward. Yeah. And I, and I see you talk about any of your videos talking about believe and hashtag believe in things. How does that fit in? Is that, is that your message? And, and, and this kind of the layers we talked about before is, is uh, breaking that down a bit. Has it, has it been one before the other? Talk to me about that idea of believe. So I believe that everybody has a single most important core value. Like if you had to pick James, one most important core value, what would you pick? Purpose. Purpose. Great. So, so everything you do has to have purpose. If, if it doesn't have purpose, you're going to be unhappy. Um, and you can flip it like, hey, if you're unhappy, it's because you feel like the work you're doing has no purpose. 
Mm. And so that awareness guides the people that you're around, guides the content that you make, guides the products and services that you you pull up. So for me, it's believe. I want to spread believe with every video that I make. I want people to, whether the video, whether it's this interview, whether it's a show I'm doing, like anything, a book, I want people to have left me feeling more belief in themselves and what they can do. I don't always accomplish that, but that's the intention at least going in. Mm. And I think everybody has that for themselves. So if, you know, fast forward for you, if you're now going to hire another videographer for your team, you could hire somebody just based off of skills, or you can hire somebody to say, Hey, I'm looking for a videographer who wants to spread purpose, who by working on this channel, we're going to inspire other people to find their purpose and start to live it. That attracts a different kind of person. Now it's not just Mm -hmm. about can they edit and put music in lower thirds and transitions and all that. It's no, I I love the idea of spreading purpose. And I've got a skill set that I can contribute to James's mission because James isn't going to be the guy who's sitting in front of Premiere Pro cutting up all the videos for life. I, I I've written that down. I'm going to use that. Thank you. Because when I'm looking at I've I've just let go of, of a few team members. It wasn't a uh, an excellent fit for the culture. And I felt like it was more of a drag than, than a booster. And when I was looking at it, and this has just perfectly summarized it for me, I, looking back, it's like they didn't fit with the purpose. They didn't feel like they, they were, there wasn't a purpose there. It felt like for me and what they were doing, it was, yeah, I'm just making some videos versus, uh, or, you know, doing some calls instead of fitting in with our mission and our purpose going forward. And these new people that I brought in recently, much better alignment with that. And it feels like we've got more energy. So I really yeah. like that. Thank you. Well, listen, so um, for that, when we're doing a job posting, if I'm going to hire a video editor, it'll be video editor who believes in entrepreneurs. And it'll be hashtag believes in entrepreneurs, right? That's the title, which is already a weird title for people don't expect in a, in a job site. And then in, in the posting, the first paragraph will just all be about what believe means and what our mission is and what we're trying to accomplish. Mm. And what I'm trying to do is either push away. Some people will see that and say, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. A video editor who believes in purpose? Come on, get out of here. Great. Don't apply, right? It's like, it's, it's not going to be a fit. And other people will see that and say, wow, this is crazy. And they'll work extra hard to apply for your job because they see the fit. So we want people to self-eliminate or self-select in. So having that in the title and then the whole first paragraph of the post and not even be about the job, but be about the mission that you're on makes a huge difference in attracting the right candidates to join you. 100%. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you. What's driving you to, to do what you do? Like you've talked about it a little bit, but but what makes you you get up and want to keep interviewing these people and making these videos and 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 driving people to believe and just do what you do? It's purpose. I mean, I... I I don't need to interview Deepak Chopra or any of these people, right? Like I don't, I don't actually even, I don't enjoy the anxiety and everything that leads up to it, but I, I flip at the service. It's like, Hey, I'm here to try to get a message out that maybe the way Deepak says it is something that I can't articulate. And that mm. unlocks one more person. People ask me like, who would you love to have on this show as an ideal guest? And the t- two that I often come up with is Kanye and Oprah uh, because they haven't, done an interview about entrepreneurship. I think it's a great service to the mm. entrepreneur community to, to pick. Most of the people who interview Kanye are looking for like a gotcha moment to blow up the internet and have him freak out and do something. And so he hasn't done a lot of interviews recently. 
but I would love to pick his entrepreneurial brain and say, Hey, how, how can we learn from you? But I don't, I don't, I don't like to hang out with anybody. You know, I don't have an, you know, I'm an introvert. I, I want to be by myself, my wife, I'm good. But it's the service to help people, right? I'm still purpose driven. My purpose comes from my pain. I want to help all the 19 year old Evans, right? I still make my content for 19 year old Evan in his first business who was struggling. Uh, and there's millions of people out there who are like that. And so when you figure that out, you know, to your, your core value of purpose, you'll be 120 years old and still wanting to help people unlock their purpose. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't get old. It never goes away. It's something that you'll love doing for the rest of your life. And I think that's amazing clarity that most people never find. I often get in pre-show people saying, I don't know how or why I'm on your show. And, uh, and I say, you're on my show because I modeled everybody who was not doing healthcare business and figured out what was working and brought it to healthcare. And I want to have those discussions with you. And they go, ah, oh, that makes sense because people often assume it has to have this direct alignment. And so like what you said, having Kanye or Oprah because they haven't talked about entrepreneurship, there's a great angle. It's a great yep. way of getting a different thought process on it. Last question, what's been your most viral video and what impact did it have for you, for your business, for your clients? I'm not sure which one has the most... I, when I think viral, I think like, what's the biggest video on the channel? I'm not mm. sure which one it is right now, but the one that, that had the biggest lift early on was similar to this theme around belief and your, your most important core value. So I made this video in a collaboration that we were going to call Believe. And I loved it. At the time, it was it's a six and a half minute video or something. And I showed it to some people who were in the industry and said, it's way too long. Nobody's going to watch a six and a half minute video on YouTube. And YouTube was also a different beast compared to where it is now. But um, they said... Things like, you don't understand how the internet works, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what? I don't know. I, whatever, I'll post it. Who cares? It's one video. If it bombs, it bombs. I'm proud of how we, we put it together and let's just go. And my best video up until that moment had 100,000 views on it. And I was so pumped. 100K views. Wow, what an impact. And it took a year to get there. This Believe video that we put up hit 100,000 views in the first month. Um, and then went on to, I don't know, a couple million views on the video. And it's not that that believe is the right message. It's that it was a lot more aligned with what I was trying to create. And that was the starting point for making believe into everything. I didn't even fully believe mm. in believe, right? It was like, okay, you know what? Before rebranding my whole business around it, let's just do one video. And we'll see. We'll see how it feels. Just like test the waters. And that video crushed and, and gave me more confidence that we were on the right path to then make mm. another one and make another one, make another one. Momentum. It's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. There's been so much value shared. Where's one place that people can connect with you online? Wherever you guys are hanging out online, I'm probably there. YouTube is the easiest spot, but I'm on Instagram and everywhere else. But uh, thanks for having me, James. Super great conversation and uh, pumped to see you keep this show going. Yeah. Thank you so much. You have an amazing day. Take care. Much love. You too, man. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Everything shared will be in the description of the episode so you can go and grab that. Now, if you enjoyed the show and you want to listen to more, please subscribe because every week we're releasing new episodes with inspiring people, successful people, so you can level up your game. So subscribe and also leave us a review. We'd love to hear feedback about the show and your thoughts and opinions there as well. Now, if you want to have more success, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your business, we run live trainings every single week where you can get access to me, 
to coach you through everything from health, wealth, success, business. We're doing topics on all things that you need to live a better, more inspired and successful life. Live trainings every single week. Just visit jamesnielsonwatt.com forward slash live and you can get access to that now. There's also a ton of resources that you get for just listening to the show. All of that will be in the description. So if you are watching this on YouTube, check the description. If you're listening to this episode, check the description. We've got a load of resources there for you to have more success in your life, whether it's relationships, investing, or in business. I'll see you on the next episode. And as always, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends because there's somebody else that needs to be hearing this and maybe you're their opportunity to help them level up their game.